Number 15, test with flyers. So, we understand the importance of testing your advertising to find out what works. We've also looked at some of the things you need to test. Now, let's look at let's look at some of the ways you can test your campaigns before you spend hundreds of dollars on them. Flyers are one of the best ways to test your campaigns. They're cheap, they're easy to produce, and you can test many different headlines and offers at the same time. If you're considering placing a large advertisement in the newspaper or yellow pages, it could be a good idea to test the ad first using flyers. Now, you need to understand that flyers probably won't bring the same response as you would expect from, say, the yellow pages. Go to the letterbox of any household on Saturday morning and it will generally be overflowing with flyers and catalogues. Whilst the average person may read some of them, most of them will end up in the bin. Of those that are read, very few will ever be acted upon. There have been many examples of companies who send over 40,000 flyers and only get four responses. A successful flyer campaign will of course perform much better than this, but even as an an effective campaign will not generate a 100% response rate. Realistic target would be between 2% and 7% for the average campaign. You need to remember that in it was not the intention to ruin run a flyer campaign in the first place. You only want to test the campaign as a whole before you run your true campaign elsewhere. <coughs> the true beauty of the using flyers is that you can have a number of different headlines and different offers, all being tested in the same market place at once. Sit down and write an ad you're looking to run, along with a number of different headlines with different appeals as which as well as a few different offers. Now, combine the various headlines and offers and produce 8 to 10 variations and combinations of your ad. Once you've got these together, you simply need to letterbox drop them in different areas. The area that brings the best response will show you which headline and offer works best. But you need to consider a few more things before you go and run your full campaign. Firstly, you need to send all of your test flyers out at the same time. Different days can bring different responses, which can affect the results of your test. You should also keep in mind the areas where you're placing your flyers. A more affluent area may bring a better response than an area with cheaper housing. In this case, it won't have as much to do with the headlines or offer as it will the area in which your flyers were placed. You need to try to keep the test as po- even as possible. But headlines and offers are just a few of the things you need to keep in mind if you're going to test your f- using flyers. Let's look at a few of the others. Colours. It could be argued that because people in colour see in colour your flyer should be printed in colour, whilst this would seem a worthwhile argument, it pays to remember that most newspapers are printed in black and white. They don't have any trouble getting people to read them. Printing your flyer in colour will most quite will cost quite a bit more than standard black text on white stock. The aim of your flyer is to bring customers into your business. The less you spend on attracting them, the better. If your headline's promises a benefit, your copy conveys your message and your offer is worthwhile, it's fair to assume that you don't need colour. If you're going to use any colour at all, you'd be well advised to print in full process colour. Research has shown that the difference between two colours and black and white advertising material is minimal and doesn't justify the extra expenditure. 
Printing on colour paper is an inexpensive way to brighten up your flyer. Be careful which colour paper you choose as it can make your flyer difficult to read. Keep this in mind if you decide to print your text in colour. As a general rule, you're far better off printing your text in black as this will increase readability. Of course, this whole exercise is designed to test your print or yellow pages ad. If you don't intend to print those ads in colour, then leave your flyer black and white. Layouts Many people fall into the trap of trying to jazz up their flyers by adding different shapes and elements. Unless you have a good deal of artistic ability, you're best off sticking with a more simple layout. Putting your headlines at the top, your coupon in the bottom right corner, and your picture in the middle may not sound exciting, but it will generally be bring better results. Try to do your layout in blocks. By this I mean placing the headline, copy, pictures, and coupon in a blocked or balanced layout on the page. Keep your layout tight and don't leave too many empty spaces on the page. You're paying for these flyers to use every bit of them. If you want to try something out of the ordinary, you should pay a gra- graphic designer to do it for you. Professional designers can be quite expensive. If you want to save some money, contact a college or university that runs a graphic design course. This way, you may have to find a second or third year student who will do it for a reasonable price. Of course, it's a good idea to make your flyer look as much like the proposed ad campaign as possible. After all, the headline and offer aren't the only things you need to test. Size. The size of your flyer will depend on how much information you need to include. I would normally recommend that your flyers be able to fit on A5 size paper. You probably wouldn't place an ad in the newspaper that was larger than A5, so you shouldn't have any problem fitting all you need to say into the space. You can fit two A5 flyers on one A4 sheet of paper. This will save you quite a bit on printing costs as you'll only need half as much paper as you would if you were printing on A4. Stock. Stock is the term used for the type of paper or card that you print your flyers on. There are numerous types for you to choose from. Should you use glossy paper or plain paper, plain card or a textured card? There are just some of the equa- questions to be answered when choosing your stock. Just as there are a variety of materials. There are also a variety of prices going from the very expensive to the downright cheap. Because your campaign is simply designed as a testing process. Go for the least expensive op- op- option. Once you've tested your flyers and found out what works, you'll be ready to run your full campaign, safe in the knowledge that your headline and offer will get results. 16. Test with codes. As we mentioned in the previous chapter, one of the most effective ways to test your advertising is by using flyers. But you could also test your ads in newspapers, magazines, or direct mail letters. In fact, you should always be testing your ads. But if you're running a few different ads in a, in a few different places or publications, how do you know which ad is getting which result? One of the ways to work out where your best inquiries are coming from is to code your ads or direct mail letters. You do this by placing a code at the bottom of each ad or letter. Let me explain what I mean. Let's imagine you're an accountant. If you were running a member 
a number of advertisements in a variety of publications to tell which ad was getting the best response, you would simply place a different code at the bottom of each ad. Now let's imagine that that offer in your ad was a free booklet on new taxation laws. To find out which ad was getting the best response, you'd simply get them to cut the ad out and send it to take send it in to take advantage of your offer. You'd then have to wait have a way to check which ads were getting sent in and which weren't. By recording which codes ran in which publications, you'd be able to work out which ads were working best. This idea works particularly well when used with coupons. You simply have a coupon at the bottom of your ad or letter that fill out and send in. Or if you want them to come into your store to get them to hand in your, you can you the coupon to take advantage of your offer. A small code in the bottom right corner of your coupon will soon let you know that's what's working and what isn't. Coupons, of course, have another advantage. They enable you to get people's phone numbers and addresses so you can add them in the database for future mailings. Testing by area is another way to track the results of your ads. If you send different letters to different postcodes, you simply ask people what their postcode is when they phone in. But this idea can also be applied to using a pseudonym. I don't know that network means. I worked with a motel owner once who had no idea which ads were working for him, which ones weren't. He was advertising all across the country, and although he was testing a number of headlines, he had no way of tracking the results. So I suggested to him that he started running ads that said things like, ask for Sally or call Bernie. There was... No Sally or Bernie working at the motel. So straight away, you knew that people were calling, were A, responding to an ad and work regular customers calling from a business card, or B, which ad they were calling from, depending on which name they asked for. The system worked brilliantly. We soon discovered the two of his advertisements were getting a huge amount of response, and the others were getting little, if any. We immediately stopped running the ads that weren't working and changed them to the ones that were. In the space of just a few quick months, his inquiries had gone through the roof and his advertising was back on track. At the end of the day, it matters little which method you choose. The main thing that you have some system in place and lets you know what's making you money and what's costing you money. Number 17, test with a phone number. Another way for you to test where your inquiries are coming from is by testing the phone number you place in the ad. Now, I don't mean that the number itself will make a difference to your response, although a free call number will generally get a better response than a mobile number for obvious reasons. What I mean is having a phone number that is dedicated that is a dedicated line that you use for the sake of testing. In your businesses, you'll probably have a phone number that people call all the time. It's the number on your business card or the, in the phone book. In fact, it's the number that your prospects could have found anywhere. Now, it would be impossible to know where they saw your number unless you actually asked them. But what if you had a phone number that was never used? A number that your husband or wife used to call you or that meant maybe you used for ongoing, outgoing calls? Let's imagine that you place that phone number in the Yellow Pages ad for one whole year. You don't place it anywhere else. The only way someone who calls could have gotten that number is through your Yellow Pages ad. 
What do you think this will teach you about the effectiveness of your of that ad? You'll know immediately where the calls are coming from simply because that's the line that's ringing. Therefore, if you find out over the 12 months the number hardly rings, what do you know about that Yellow Pages ad? It doesn't work. It's not a good ad. So you'll know ne- next year that you need to change the ad if you want a better response. Or maybe you found from testing your other forms of advertising that it's more cost-effective to put more money into direct mail addressing, advertising and less into the Yellow Pages. Either way, you'll be saving yourself a lot of wasted money. Now, some people reading this will probably be saying to themselves, yeah, but someone might call from the Yellow Pages ad, then write the number down and pass it to someone else. Then the person will call even though they've never seen the ad themselves. Does it matter if you've seen the actual ad? No. The call has come about a result of the ad in the first place. Sure, it's through a referral, but they're being referred by someone who's responding to your ad in the first place. So the ad has actually worked twice as well in those situations. What if you don't get a sep- have a separate line that you can use for testing? Well, the first thing you can do is contact your phone company and inquire about special phone lines. Some telephone companies can actually supply you at no charge a dedicated Yellow Pages phone number. This is done to test the effectiveness of Yellow Pages as a whole, but there are many people looking to get those these numbers, so there's no guarantee that you'll be selected. If you can't get one of these num- phone numbers, call your phone company and explain to them what you're trying to do. They might have a way of setting up something else for you. For example, they might recommend multiple number, multiple number duet. This is where you can have two numbers linked to the same num- phone line that each number has a, dis- has a distinctly different ring. This is just one example. Call your phone number phone company and let them explain what you will be most def- will be most effective for you. 18. Test headline only ads. Of all the techniques I've used for testing ads, this is by far my favorite. Admittedly, I use it almost exclusively for testing newspaper ads, but I've also used it to test titles for books and headlines for yellow page- pages ads. The idea is simple. You write a full-size advertisement, maybe up up to half a normal newspaper size. You then write 10 to a dozen different headlines. You'll probably also come up with a number of offers that didn't that think that you didn't think would attract the response. Before you place your full-size ad in the paper, you need to know that your headline will attract attention and draw the reader in. So rather than going through the experience process of running a half-page ad, 10 different times, you simply run an ad that contains only the headline. I don't mean that the headline is the only thing that the ad, if that was the case, you'd never, you'd never, it was attracting attention or not. You also need to include a contact number or address so people can call in. But your ad will not consist of much more than that. It will simply be your headline in a, a brief paragraph and then a contact number. In some cases, I'll also include an offer to test these at the same time I'm testing the headlines. It's important when you start testing that you begin with a small ad. Why? Because it costs less, which means you'll lose less if it doesn't work for the, 
the first time. Better to blow a small amount of money on your business card-sized ad than to lose a heap of money on a full-page ad. By running a series of small ads and measuring the response, your full-sized ad will have a much greater chance of success. Now, you can't expect the phone to ring off the hook when you place a small ad. If you could get a big response with a small ad, there'd be no point running a large ad. In the first place, what you're looking for is a handful of calls to give you an indication of which headlines should be used in your final ad. Often, you'll just get one or two calls from a headline-only ad, but you'll notice that some ads get no calls at all. Your choice is simple. Run the headlines that got one or two calls. Testing a headline. With your headlines and phone numbers predominant, um, predominant in the ad, very little body copy needs to be used. After this ad was found to be reasonably successful, it was placed as a larger ad, which generally generated a heap of inquiries. I mentioned er- number 19. I Measure, measure, and measure. I mentioned earlier that there were three key points that you really need need to get out of this book. Testing. You'll remember was was the first. The second goes hand in hand with the concept of testing, and that is measuring the results. Testing an advertisement without measuring the results is getting it's getting is a little bit like playing sports and not keeping score. Imagine playing a game of tennis where no one kept score. It would be completely pointless. It's the same with your advertising. It's no good to simply test an ad that, and then guess at the results. You need to measure its effectiveness. If you're like most business owners, you'll be running a number of campaigns at the same time, so you need to know which one is working the best. You must find out where your customers are coming from. If you don't know where your customers come from, you're really stabbing around in the dark. You'll have no real idea which marketing campaigns are working how well your salespeople are doing, or even how much each sale is costing you. Once you know these things, you have the power to make decisions and good ones at that. You know which marketing campaigns to stop running or improve and which to spend more money on. You'll also know where the key leverage point is. That is the thing that you most need to improve. Perhaps your conversation conversion rate is high but your leads are few maybe it's the other way around maybe you're doing well in both lead and general and conversation but you're not selling enough high priced items once you know which area needs work you can start to make some new well-informed marketing decisions the concept of testing and measuring is nothing is really nothing new you've probably been doing it all your business life. Remember, newspaper advertising you tried that didn't work and the ratio spots that did okay. That's all testing. That's all testing is. It's about finding out what produces results and what doesn't. Then making decisions based on that information. Thinking that an ad did okay just isn't good enough. You need to know for sure. You must start asking people where they found out about you. If you don't, you'll be in the dark forever. You may keep running an ad and never bring a sale and accidentally stop running a good one. Customers usually come from so many sources, it's impossible to judge how an ad is working on sales alone. 
Perhaps you got more referrals that week or there was a festival in your town. Every time someone buys, ask them this question. By the way, can I just ask where you heard about my business? You'll find that all your customers will be happy to tell you. But you must be vigilant and disciplined. You can test you can test the measure test and measure half the time. You must do it on the regular on a regular basis. It's not difficult. Just remember to mark down a a record after every customer customer interaction. Make sure any employees do the same. Stress the importance of it and absolutely demand that they do so. Tell them it's essential that they are honest. I remember working with a carpet cleaning company who gen- generated most of their work through a letterbox drop. They had tested and measured a number of headlights <coughs> and offers, eventually finding the one that worked best. Once they worked out the most successful formula, they continued to use it. But what they failed to do was continue to measure it. When they came in to me, their business had dropped off quite badly. They explained to me that it couldn't be their flyer because it had proven itself in the past. When I eventually persuaded them to measure it again, they found that the response over the last 12 months had dropped from 11% to just 2%. We quickly tested some new flyers and got them back up and running, but it highlighted the fact that you need to be constantly measuring the effectiveness of your advertising. Once you've gathered your results, you need to know how to use them to your advantage. The first thing you need to do is work out which ads are not performing. If an ad is getting a very low response, which means the profit margin from the sales is not even paying the ad, stop running it. Of course, you need to consider the lifetime value of the customers as well. If after taking all factors into account, you've, you're not getting results, bite, bite that bullet and stop running the ad. Every time you continue to use that ad, you're literally giving away money. Now, you have two options. Channel your marketing funds elsewhere, like back into your pocket, or improve the ad. If you choose options to, option two, there are a con- couple of things you can do to make the task simpler. First, go back over your past ads and think about how well each one worked. Pull out the best couple and see if you can pick what gave them their edge. Next, talk to your customer to get a feel for what would make them take action. What is it that they really want from you? Last, look at what your competitor is doing. Do they have an ad which they run every week? Chances are that this ad must be doing okay. What ideas can you steal? Sorry, borrow from it. After all of this, write write a new ad. Go through this process with, with each marketing piece that doesn't seem to be working. Letters, yellow pages, referral systems, flyers, and so on. Discontinue, examine, modify, discontinue, examine, modify. Once you have a collection of these revised pieces, just sit on them. There's something more important we need to deal with first, the strategies that are working. Run through each of the working strategies in depth, examining examining why they are producing the results and the others aren't. See if you can pick the one important attractive points about each. 
This in itself will teach you a massive amount about your business. Next, think of a way to run each strategy on a larger scale. If it's flyer, if it's flyer, the answer is simple. Drop twice as many. This should bring twice the sales. If it's an ad, run it in more papers or increase its size. If it's yellow pages, book a bigger space next time. But when whatever you do, if it's working, don't meddle. Just do the same thing on a larger scale. After that, test, the me- test and measure for another two weeks. Notice, if the number of inquiries remain the same or go up or down, keep in mind how much it's costing you and whatever or not it, if it's, pro- it's profitable. The idea is to keep focusing on the successful strategies and simply stop using those strategies that aren't working. For example, for example, you might find after measuring that you print ads that your print ads aren't working, but your radio ads are. The answer is to stop running your print ads. Of course, you need to test and measure first. Eliminating strategies should only happen if you can't get results from using it after a period of time. But not by not running those unsuccessful strategies and focusing more on those that are working, you'll be able to start to make real profits from your advertising. In fact, you'll probably find you barely miss those dud strategies. The, and the large-scale working strategies are paying off nicely indeed. The importance of continual testing and measuring. The first time advertisement A appeared, it pulled an amazing response, but subs- substantially more profitable only after a few weeks.